0: Welcome to the Personal Injury Marketing Minute, where we quickly cover the hot topics in the legal marketing world. I'm your host, Lindsay Busfield. As a 21st century lawyer, you have a beautiful website in place and your SEO team has gotten it to rank highly on Google. But even if you're doing everything right from a marketing standpoint, you may still get sued if your website isn't ADA accessible. As a personal injury lawyer, your clients are especially high risk for suffering a disability, so it is doubly important that your website is accessible to all prospective clients. For example, you might have a client who suffered an eye injury and can't see the text. You might have a client who experienced head trauma and has partial hearing loss so they can't listen to your videos. Even if the disability isn't a result of an accident, your website should still be usable by anyone looking for much needed information. But oh no, you just spent thousands of dollars designing your website so that it looks stylish and modern. It took six months to get it to look perfect and to get all of the partners to agree on the freaking background image. Fortunately, there is a magic wand that can help transform your beautiful website into a beautiful ADA-compliant website for all users without significantly changing the existing aesthetics. Joining us today is Aria of AccessiBe. Thank you for joining us.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: So before we jump into accessibility, let's dive a little bit deeper into the issue at hand. What is ADA compliance and WCAG compliance?
1: So basically ADA compliance started in the early nineties. And as many of us know, right, it's the same way a web uh, a restaurant needs to have a wheelchair so that people with disabilities or a wheelchair needs to, can go and access their, um, their restaurant. That the same way that that exists is the same way that that particular restaurant needs to have a website that is accessible to that very same client. And we know in today's day and age that our web presence is at least as important as our physical presence these days. We rely on the internet to do just about everything. And it used to be, you know, shopping and and things of that nature. Now it's critical tasks like getting paid or paying our bills, things of this nature. So it has become a social issue uh, recognized by the government and society. And quite honestly, it has risen to the level of a human rights issue. It quite honestly is that. And I know that sounds a little bit dramatic, but it is, in It is a real fact. If you can imagine, Lindsay, for a moment, if you had difficulty accessing the sites that you use on a regular basis for your work, let's say they were inaccessible to you, they just shut down, or they, you know, you clicked on buttons and nothing happened, or you submitted a form and nothing happened, um, it would dramatically affect your ability to provide for your family, uh, you know, or just move along with your day. So, People with disabilities obviously need to have equal rights with everyone else, and we need to make sure as a society that we are addressing that. And so the WCAG um, guidelines are essentially there to ensure that that's the case.
0: That is an, an amazing place to start from. And such a, a huge point where it really restricts um, the opportunities that people with disabilities have if they don't have equal access to the information um, and you know, the, the gateway to information that the internet is. And so if they have limited access there, it significantly cuts down on their opportunities. And this is especially true from a legal website, um, perspective, where if somebody has a disability either resulting from an accident or a disabled a person with a disability is in an accident and they need to seek legal support and legal guidance, if there are only a handful of websites that they're able to access and use, it really restricts their opportunities to be able to connect with a legal service provider um, and get the best care for their situation. Um, that, and so it's hugely so important.
1: That's so, so true. And I was just going to say that You know, in the same vein, look, it's incredibly important, specifically in this vertical, we're talking about personal injury lawyers that are dealing with, you know, the entire community, some of whom obviously are gonna have some disabilities to recognize those members of the community. Oftentimes those members of the community are unfortunately ignored. There aren't a lot of services, there aren't a lot of particular um, adjustments that are made to cater to that market. Now. Uh, from, from a business standpoint, making sure that your website is accessible makes good business sense, right? You're allowing all of this, all of these potential clients to reach out to you. By the way, this community, the, the um, people with disabilities community, is a community that is in, uh, documented as the most custo- customer loyal or um, brand loyal um, um, consumer group out there. So by making these adjustments and showing that you're making adjustments on their behalf, you are bringing in a very significant uh, portion of the community.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and you're right. It does just make good business sense. Um, And, you know, even talking about from a a negative standpoint, um, I know that there have been lawsuits that are filed against lawyers that are not providing equal access. And so can a lawyer really get sued if their website doesn't meet ADA compliance standards or WCAG regulations?
1: So absolutely. And oftentimes, you know, we'll talk to a lot of clients and um, they will start to think, you know what, it's, it's not going to happen to me. I am a very small business. I'm, I'm just one person. I'm whatever it might be. They have a bunch of different um, rationalizations tell themselves, look, this is a very unlikely situation. It's very important for people to understand. and, And specifically in this industry, understand that they are as at risk as any other business, if not more in the sense of small businesses are the ones that are targeted first. That's been our experience. And why Why is that? Uh, small businesses sometimes are slower to adopt new technology, right? And they have maybe smaller budgets so they're, they're a little bit more um, hesitant, which is okay. But at the same time, that also opens them up to some of these issues. And they are also quicker to settle because they don't have the resources to litigate. Now, I' um, obviously lawyers and, and your, um, um, your listeners uh, would know very well exactly what we're talking about and exactly this whole situation where you have a handful of law firms that are generating thousands of demand letters and seeing what can happen from a financial standpoint. Um, it's you know, I'm not a lawyer, but I, I witness this on a you know, nearly daily basis. Where it's a very frustrating, time-consuming, and expensive um, exercise. That um, hopefully you know we can mitigate the risk of that happening by by taking some of these measures.
0: It, it is incredibly expensive to try to litigate through this process. And if somebody uh, files a lawsuit or sends a, a letter um, saying that that's what they're planning on doing. Uh, a lot of law firms really do just immediately buckle and whip out the checkbook because even if a lawyer, you know, a personal injury lawyer receives one of these demand letters, um, they might have some familiarity with, you know, what, what their requirements are or how to handle it, but they might not have the bandwidth to go and fight it. Um, but if you have a um, a lawyer in a different sector who isn't necessarily familiar with the regulations for this particular, you know, disabilities, then they definitely don't have have the bandwidth to hire on another lawyer who does have the experience and expertise to come in and fight this. Uh, But that being said, is ADA compliance required for uh, legal industry websites or really any websites?
1: Really, it is. For all public-facing websites, those are considered places of public accommodation by the DOJ. And as a result, they do need to be compliant. And I would say, in addition to that, for for people in the legal space, this is an a branding issue also oftentimes and i would say again it's, it's not i'm not a lawyer but i view lawyers as experts in their field um not just specifically whatever specialty that they uh, that they cover but just as general experts in law and i think that um that is a perception that many people hold and i think it reflects well on them when they are uh, they kind of have the, their finger on the pulse of all of these upcoming trends in, uh, you know, with regards to legality, this being one of them. So again, I think it makes a lot of sense for, um, for lawyers to present as, look, we understand that this is a new reality in the market, and we are taking steps to make adjustments in that direction.
0: That's great. Um, And I absolutely agree. It just showcases their knowledge, um, their experience, but as well as kind of their human decency when they can uh, incorporate this into every platform that they have. Uh, And so we've obviously been talking about um, ADA and WCAG as a whole, um, but what specific issues do legal websites have or most websites have um, that lawyers can get in trouble for?
1: Yeah, so there's a few sort of bigger ones that, that are always you know good to understand. One of them is what's called alt tags. So alt tags are basically image descriptions. Um, so oftentimes people and developers don't take the time to create alt tags and that's not a knock on anybody. It's just expensive to do, right? So a lot of people are like, you know what? I'd rather you not do that. Let's, let's not spend that uh, in that direction. Um, but if they don't do that, then there's no description for people who are blind. So they have no idea what's in front of them and their screen reader will just tell them you know image etc so that's one of the things that um needs to be addressed and obviously ai technology is great at recognition and creating you know uh, all tags on the fly so that is one of the ways that we address that issue the other big one i would say is keyboard navigation so if Elements on the website, you know, menus and uh, forms and uh, uh, submit buttons, things of that nature are not properly tagged. Then when an assistive technology is trying to interact with it, it won't know what is going on and it might it might just skip over it. Right. And then you start to have the definition of inaccessibility. right? you skip over an entire menu and all of a sudden you're in the footer and you don't know how to get back to the top. It is extraordinarily frustrating for people with disabilities to navigate these kind of sites. That's another issue that is a big problem um, in, in the industry. And the last is, or is what you mentioned in the, in the beginning, visual, uh, you know, uh, issues of a visual nature. So, picking the wrong font uh, that are, it's very difficult to read. It might be beautiful, right? It might it might be very elegant, but it might be very difficult for, to read for people who have low vision. Um, Contrast ratios are a big issue as well. So if the contrast isn't there, again, very difficult to read. And then the content becomes totally inaccessible. So those are a few of the of the big ones.
0: So we've talked a, a bit about the problems and the need uh, for accessibility and there are so many lawyers out there who go through redesign processes on their websites um, and you know spend six thousand, thirty thousand dollars on making their website beautiful. And they hearing this might be terrified that uh, they're gonna have to go through an entirely new redesign process. Um, but Accessibility provides an option for uh, law firms to work with their existing site that make it uh, ADA compliant. Uh so now finally tell us a a little bit about accessibility and what that can do for attorneys websites
1: for sure so basically what it is is a widget that you install on the site um, it's very efficient it's immediately it's using the AI, its AI powered and machine learning powered um, technology and it's addressing the major issues that we just talked about and it does this instantaneously what I mean by that is it doesn't take any of your time you don't have to revamp any of your website all of these issues that we just discussed, are addressed. So it creates those tags for the elements in your menu to make sure that someone with a disability can navigate through your site, critically important. It creates those alt tags by using image recognition, which is a big hot topic right now in technology, where you're using AI, which is so good at using its data sets to recognize images and then tag them with the appropriate text. And now all of a sudden a person who is blind can have a completely different user experience as a result. And then one of the one of the nicest features of, of the tool is that it gives the user a user interface and they can adjust the contrast ratios or the fonts or the font sizes or um, how images appear. Um, all of these things can be adjusted without you having to revamp any of your site. So it allows you to make this giant step forward in accessibility for your user without having to sort of start from scratch.
0: Wow. Wow. What an amazing tool. And, you know, and that can absolutely revolutionize the accessibility for people with disabilities Um, and so easily open up that door um, and level the playing field as well as opening up, um, the client, uh, base for attorneys who are using this because they're going to immediately have the upper hand when it comes to competing against law firms that don't have accessible websites. Exactly.
1: Uh, right. Exactly. Right. And In terms of a sustainable competitive advantage, this is one of those things that really makes sense again, from a business standpoint. Um, and also I should mention that we do this at an incredibly affordable rate. We're talking hundreds of dollars, not thousands.
0: Wow. And,
1: um, And there's also an uh, an ADA tax credit that is available, obviously we always suggest that people run this through their uh, tax professional, but there is a tax credit that even further reduces the effective cost. So definitely something to investigate. Absolutely
0: something to explore, and we'll be sure to put the link um, in the comment section on our podcast. So give us a little bit of background information on how Accessibility got started.
1: Yeah, it's actually a really cool story. We have three founders. Um, we have Shear, Gal and Dekel and uh, they all grew up together. They were childhood friends. Um, as they started their own businesses, um, Gal and Dekel had like a web marketing firm uh, while um, Shear had a web development firm. And Israel where we're uh, headquartered um, is the first country in the world to mandate web accessibility. So as a result, they started to get a lot of requests for a solution to a very complicated issue, and nobody wanted to revamp all their websites because it was way too expensive. So together, they collaborated and started a company uh, using AI and machine learning, which was, you know, the first of its kind. And it just, you know, exploded from there.
0: Wow! And I mean clearly very cutting edge technology for the time, and I'm sure that I mean AI is such a hot topic right now with different tools coming out. Um, I would assume that the uh, the widget itself would be able to adapt as AI uh, gets better and better.
1: A hundred percent. And it's it's fascinating and incredible to watch the industry evolve, the technology evolve, the laws evolve. All of these things are evolving at the same time and websites are evolving too. Yeah. An interesting fact that I, that's related to this is that um, image to text, which is a big... Um, you know, a big, uh, or sorry, text to image, which is a huge topic in uh, in technology today is actually based in accessibility. So back in the day when this first became something that AI could do, where it could actually recognize images and then create the text for them, that is the basis, that is the origin story of text to image. They reversed the process and said, hmm. well, if we give a computer the, the reverse, if we say, uh, give me an image of a basketball, can you create it? And so it, it, that is the origin and how it, it started to, you know, uh, you know, uh, evolve into what it is today.
0: Wow. How cool. That's amazing. Uh, well, and I'm sure that, uh, in this industry, you are helping so many people and meeting so many people, um, and changing lives. Do you have any success stories that you would like to share?
1: There's one story for me that that stands out. I was talking to a business and a, a woman who um, who works at this business was. We were discussing, you know, the possibility of implementing our solution there. And so I gave her a demo, and I was showing her the various things that we were just discussing. Some of the some of the functionalities. One of those functionalities is designed for people who have epilepsy, and essentially what it does is it freezes all of the movement on the. Um, on the screen and that makes for a much safer experience for people with that condition. And she was super like she was very moved, she was very emotional when when I did that part of the demo because she said that her daughter has epilepsy and she said that she um this is the first time anyone or any business has ever done anything specifically geared to her daughter's community. And it it was it really stuck with me because oftentimes there are large, you know, portions of the community that just unfortunately are not catered to. yeah. And sometimes when you make a small gesture in that direction, it speaks volumes. So uh, it, that really stuck with me.
0: I can imagine. So I, as um, uh, my, my stepson has autism and so there are, you know, when, when he's in large crowds um, or in certain situations, you know, the there's overstimulation by the noise and it's always moving for me when somebody offers up or creates an event um, that is catered to somebody who has a certain disability um, and just does anything to make everybody feel a little bit more comfortable and included. Um, and so it's a very powerful moving platform that you guys have and a great tool that um, is it's an equalizer and it provides much needed opportunities for you know, the world at large. So uh, well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing that information with us today. And again, we'll put a link um, to the site um, and hopefully, you know there are lawyers out there listening who will be able to touch and change lives by incorporating this into their sites.
1: Fantastic. I so much appreciate you spreading the word, Lindsay. Absolutely.
0: Thank you.